Hey, hey, welcome to the Halftime Mike Podcast. I am Mike Gingrich, a business creative and a basketball fan. I'm weaving here together in this podcast to give you practical, no-nonsense resources on social media, business marketing, leadership, and life. Why do I do that? Because the adjustments you can make at halftime can help your business win the game in the second half. You ready to go? Let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, this is Mike. I want to welcome you to another Halftime Mike podcast. And this week, we're going to be continuing to dive into the digital marketing funnel with the attraction focus. Last week, we started on that, talked about the overview of the six components of the digital marketing funnel, and uh, then we started in on the attraction uh, phase, the top of the funnel, the whitest part there, what you want to do there, and uh, the details on how you want to begin drilling in. And so today we want to follow up on that and complete that portion uh, before we move on to some of the others. So again, the background is that we want to help you um, have a strategy that's cohesive for your digital marketing online that puts together in a, um, in a flowing, strategic, planned way uh, how your website, your blog content writing, your social media posts, uh, your email marketing, and email nurture, your lead capture, all those fit together because they do need to fit together to, uh, to grow your sales, to nurture leads over the course of time because it's, it's a fact that not everybody's ready to buy right away. And so how can you uh, find more of the right people? How can you um, develop that no like trust, uh, the KLT uh, language, so to speak, no like trust relationship with them, and so that when they are ready to buy, they know you, they like you, they trust you. You know, okay, that's that's the key. So that's that's what we want to dive into. And um, so we started last week by uh, taking a look at the digital marketing funnel. Uh, again, the six components: attract, engage, capture, nurture, uh, convert, and measure. And then um, we started out in the attraction phase where I talked specifically about the, the need to identify the, the persona. Um, you need to attract more of the right type of people. Um, so who are the right type of people? Okay. And we want to break that down by age. We want to understand that, you know, the age range of that is the gender, um, the uh, interest, maybe the job title, and uh, so, you know, some of those key characteristics that make up your ideal client, okay? So that is whoever buys your product, whoever buys your service, whoever your best clients are. Start with that right now. That's who you want to take a look at. We want to find more of those. Um, then the next component is taking a look at uh, your, your website because I think that to develop the no-like-trust relationship, you have to have some good resource-rich content on your website. This helps you from an SEO standpoint and it also helps you have something relevant to share on social media. Okay, So it, it's, it's always about offering value and on, um, on social media then uh, you want to share some of that content. Um, social media has opportunity for uh, you know a couple of the E's. You can, you can um, educate, you can provide an experience, or you, you, know, you can um, entertain. And uh, what we want to do largely, particularly in the B2B market, but in many ways, uh, you want to educate. And that education piece is your blog. That helps you, again, with something you can share on social media that's relevant to people. It's not your product, it's not your service, but it's, it's about it. It's the strategy, it's the components, it's the best practices, it's that type of material. And it also helps you on uh, uh, be found. People could be searching for that on the web and find you. All right, then, um, so let's just say you got those components in place. This is where we're at today is to talk about this. 
then um, you need to get in front of that right audience. And, and if you want to share that on social media, obviously you have your current fan base and you, you share that out socially. I want to talk about how you share that out. Um, but in addition to that, you know, how do you get more of the right types of people? And uh, one of the keys to do that is to is to use paid um, advertising, so such as Facebook ads. All right, and uh, with Facebook ads, you can you can target exactly what I gave you before in that times of your, of your personas. So let's say you got a great blog post, you go to Facebook, you want to create an ad. I'm going to recommend that you create a image ad. Um, this is not a link post, um, but we're going to link to your blog post within the image ad. So we're we're creating an ad. Put an image in. We're going to link it so that ultimately they'll go to your website if they click through to learn more that type of thing. Then we're going to target the demographics. So we are looking at um, identifying the gender, the age, the interests. Um, we used to be able to do job titles. Can't always do that anymore on Facebook ads. Um, but you, again, interests can fit within that. So you're narrowing that demographic down. Education. Um, and in some cases, you know, companies, that type of thing. And you can run an ad specifically to that people. So you're not just um, blowing money on Facebook ads. It's not like a billboard out there that, you know, a thousand people drive by and you hope that 10% of them are your right target audience. Um, you can get in front of just that right audience with Facebook ads. And so that's, you, you run that on your, on your uh, resource-rich blog post so that we can drive people back. So attraction content, that can't be all of it. Um, I like to talk about a 5-2-1 strategy where uh, five of your posts are in the attraction phase. It's, it's The intent is to educate, to entertain, provide an experience. Okay, um, Two of them are to drive leads. So two of your posts, and think about this in the course of a week. If you have five of those that do that, two that are specifically um, geared towards offering them something that's on your website to bring them over for a lead capture purpose and um, then also the the uh, ones maybe a specific offer that you do some special or something like that so um, you know those are a couple of the key components that I want to talk through just taking a look at my notes here um, what what's important in all of this is that you're not over the top selling in the attraction funnel and that you're using the right type of post mechanism so you don't have to be everywhere so my case study in my book game plan for social media marketing was with a b2b business uh, they're b2c somewhat too so it's a vinyl lattice that you use to enhance fencing for deck skirting for um, uh, uh, gazebo skirting you know those types of pieces where, where you need something it's, not, it's a non-sexy product but it's a, a product that helps your outdoor spaces uh, look sexy you look nice and so, um, you know, what can they do? They can, they can um, provide a resource to people on uh, ways that you can use it, how to take care of this, how to install it, how to care for it, uh, solutions for, for, for you know, those, types, all those types of pieces. And um, they get that out there. We want to run Facebook ads to target the right audience on that. So we're, we're, we want to use social media to build that KLT, the know, like, trust relationship, ultimately then driving more of them over to the website. So in the attraction phase, you're going to need good content. You're going to need to be um, getting it out on social media in a kind of a 5-2-1 model. 
and you're going to need to be using some paid advertising to target the exact uh, specific audience that you want to reach. And a uh, fourth thing is that you need to differentiate the type of posts that you should be putting out there because um, on social media, not all posts are created equal, especially on Facebook. So if you put a um, link post out there, uh, you, that is not going to get as much reach as if you create a short video post and then um, refer that in that video and link to the blog post so that just in the video description, they can click through the link to the video. Because I just did a, another simple testament. It happens every time. I'm telling you, every time. And that is that video posts outperform uh, link posts, photo posts, any other posts on Facebook. Just take a look. You're a Facebook page admin. Take a look at your stats, uh, your insights, and look at the reach on those posts. And you will see if you do a video that uh, you load a video to Facebook. Okay, This is a video loaded to Facebook that's going to get better reach, shown to more of your fans than um, any other post type. And so you want to maximize on that. So uh, in this case for this client, they create a video and um, I load to Facebook and shared it out there and I let it run for a while and it immediately got some traction. There was some comments, some engagements on that, some reactions on that. Uh, so I let it run and I let those build up a little bit and then I boosted that to my ideal persona demographic target audience that they wanted to reach and so now I'm maximizing that. So it was performing well. I'm now running a Facebook ad on that so it performs even better and um, there's a credibility factor because they, they already see that other people were um, engaging with this ad on Facebook. So when we talk about posting content on Facebook, you know, you also need to be thinking about your content type because not all content is created equal. And um, kind of re so related to this in attraction, I think this is a big mistake people make is that they're just sharing links. Okay, that's no longer just going to work on Facebook. Um, you need to be sharing it where your people are at. So again. They're likely going to be on Facebook, but should you do Instagram um, or Pinterest? Should you do uh, LinkedIn or Twitter? You know, and, and sort of some mix of those pieces. But you want to again, it comes back to your demographic. Where do they spend time? That's where you want to spend time on social to reach them. All right, and and I'm just saying that one of the best ways, even even in B2B, they say you know, well, my product can't be sold, you know, on Facebook. It's it's a um, you know component that's manufactured. Uh, yes, but the buyer for that, you know, uh, is likely someone that has a Facebook account spending time on Facebook, and you can reach them there and build that no-like trust relationship, get them over to uh, the website and uh, get them, you know, connected to you there so that they're, you, you've captured something and you can follow up with them. Um, I'm experimenting with something now, like these browser notifications, kind of like push notifications in apps on your smartphone. But uh, browser notifications, Chrome does a good job at this. Firefox also offers this so that I have that on my blog. You come to my blog, you can um, subscribe to notifications in the browser. And that's another method, to, you know, testing that out. I don't, have a, I don't like it as well as getting their name and email address because, uh, you know, they could, I don't necessarily know who that is specifically as, as well. I'm trying to take a look at those pieces, but there's ways that you can, um, there, there's places. When you're lead capture, I usually say lead capture is going to be your getting an email address. It might be getting them into a private Facebook group. Um, 
It might be getting them to get notifications or it might be getting their mobile number so that you can text them. Okay, it's, it's something that is a way, a mechanism for you to um, know who they are and reach them again whenever you want. That's what lead capture is. We want to move them into that specific funnel, but I think there's more lead capture opportunities today. The primary one continues to be email, um, but there are secondary ones. I just mentioned them, let me go through them again. The Facebook group, um, mobile texting, um, and the, the um, what did I just say? Uh, the notifications that are in the browser, okay? So, uh, and, and if you have an app, it maybe it's to download the app, those types of pieces. But uh, it is something that we can, we can visit them. But the idea is you're gonna have to do something to get in front of them. Um, it always starts with good content, and it always starts with those three E's. How can you ed entertain, educate, provide an experience? And how can you share in the best method possible for that platform? So, you know, if you're heavy on Instagram, Maybe it's going to be uh, sharing a video on Instagram. Maybe it's going to be sharing more, creating uh, Instagram stories and doing it that way. Those types of pieces. Um, frequency of content posting. Let's just go into that a little bit now. And, and again, focusing largely on Facebook, um, but touching on some others. And that is, I used to say that you need to post minimum of three times a day on Facebook. And that overwhelmed people. And fortunately, that has shifted a little bit. I don't think you need to post three times a day on Facebook any longer. Uh, just based on what we're seeing with how Facebook is uh, showing posts and what they're doing with posts, um, it's better to maybe post uh, once or twice a day on Facebook, but to utilize the best posting mechanisms such as a video, Facebook Live video, or a photo as opposed to a link or text. And um, so I think that you need to be involved in regular content posting. Again, think through my 5-2-1 kind of strategy. How can five-year posts be attraction-oriented, two of them be lead capture-oriented, one of them be an offer-oriented, um, but be thinking of one to two posts a day. Now, on Twitter, I think that uh, I'll give you a slide in my notes here in the podcast. You come over and take a look at that that shows a, a sample sharing plan for various social media platforms um, for a new blog post. And uh, with Twitter, you might need to share it multiple times. Twitter's, you know... Basically, uh, the life of a tweet is going to be seen by the most people in, what, the first 17 minutes, and then it's going to fade out after that. So you may need to tweet, uh, have, you know, 10 different variations of that tweet that go out um, over the course of four days or something like that to really have a relevancy of getting that blog post shared on Twitter for your audience that's on Twitter, okay? Um, with Pinterest, you may need to create a sort of like an infographic or a uh, larger portrait style image. Um, on Instagram, it's going to be a, a square image or it's going to be using Facebook stories, uh, Instagram stories to share about it and uh, to talk about it. Uh, you know, so, so in many ways, you know, even a podcast like this, this is a mechanism of talking about content. I'm, I'm talking about we are creating content, but I'm, and there's going to be a blog post related to that, um, but it is a, a tool that you can uh, listen to, that you can watch and learn from, um, that gives you information. Ultimately, I'm trying to get you over to take a look at it on the website for the full content and, and my notes on this, these type of pieces here, but um, the, the frequency and the type are really becoming important to think through in your social media 
posting there and where you do that social media posting. You don't have to be on every social media platform. Make sure you have your username for each of those, but uh, maybe you're, you know, you're selling a widget uh, mostly to men, so you don't need to worry about getting that widget on Pinterest, okay? So you need to think through where is the biggest bang for your buck, where that key demographic is spending time. That's where you want to spend time. Um, so those are you know key tips for the attraction phase, the digital marketing funnel. Um, in the next podcast episode, we want to dive into the engagement uh, arena and give you some specific tips. So we're trying to help you you know build into each phase uh, the tactics that you need to be successful overall. And I want you to stop and think this time now, what do you need to evaluate with your attraction marketing? You know, based on the things you've heard, maybe you're not doing any Facebook ads, um, maybe you're posting where you don't need to, or you're just posting links, you know, those types of things. What do you need to adjust? That's what I want you to think through, evaluate, take action on, and uh, begin to, to sharpen. So um, you come over to the blog post, we're going to show you the whole digital marketing funnel. So next week, uh, we're going to dive deeper into the engagement arena and uh, keep up uh, going through so that we can help you have a strategic plan that fits together with some of the latest and the greatest in social media. All right, this is Mike with the Halftime Mike Podcast. Thanks for taking time out to uh, hear what I got to say about what's new, what's happening, to evaluate that, and then to make adjustments so you can win the game in the second half by making some of these adjustments now. What do you need to take action on today? What is that? All right, this is Mike. Until next time, take care. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast. Remember, what you do in the second half is the outcome of the game in your business. What's the next step you need to take today to act? Does your business need website software tools or social media help? Come on over and visit me at MikeGamish.com. I'm also available if you want me to speak at your next event. Visit MikeEnglish.com slash speaking to learn more. Join me again for another episode of the Halftime Mike Podcast because I am your no-nonsense guy, adding value to you to help you win the game in the second half.